0: Well, in fact, uh, we can see something has happened, although not a lot, especially in terms of uh, we, uh, making the conference to the sick, because we recall the conference was supposed to have started on the on Friday uh, with the registration and on Saturday they are supposed to be uh, the real business of 11 o'clock, or last night at around 11 o'clock, that's when delegates agreed on the, the adoption of the credentials after a long day, uh, the, the two and four, so, and uh, after a long day of uh, disruption, intimate uh, disruption, and ultimately the steering committee led by Dr. Aaron Mattarek. of the conference because the chair has to, was supposed to have been uh, the the, the, the PT team. But now things were sort of descending into a and the, the second as well as the the, the top five of the
1: show. now the conference is supposed to end today uh, but is there a sense that we could see more delays because uh, they, they, there was a hint uh, that they, you know we could go back to 2017 when there was a festival of chairs in the eastern Cape.
0: well the, the, the conference now will have to end today and all are, signs are, are, uh, are pointing to that because now you I mean, uh, the adoption of the credentials are the ones that uh, normally uh, become become headache. Uh, uh, the credentials are a headache of the general conference, uh, then, uh, whereby uh, some uh, people are disputed to be a uh, voting candidate, candidate, so that has been overcome, so the names have been uh, accepted of uh, those who are nominated to be the province. The only thing now that is happening is that we are now hoping. And, uh 10 3 this morning that's when I left the conference at plenary because now it was up to them now to vote. I mean, they were busy uh, voting and uh, once they are done with the voting and uh, the counting uh, start and once they are busy uh, for I mean, uh, uh, voting in this morning and uh, uh, some of them counting then they will break into commissions and after breaking into commissions and I think, uh, they will have to report back again to the plenary after uh, breaking up the commissioners and deciding on some of the policies, they will have, uh, have to report to the plenary. And uh, that uh, process is expected to be done by around two, three afternoon, and then uh, late around five, then the president will be giving the opportunities to close the concern. Once mm-hmm. the heading of the adoption of credentials has been uh, overcome, uh, the conference. Much easier to, 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 be, to be conducted than it then to be finalized in time because the, the, the discussion of policies so is called. I mean, we might discuss po- <coughs> policy, but if they, they, they are not done with the discussion of policy, they can even say something that is called the provincial general council, uh, just like the national general council as opposed the national policy council. Yes. And that uh, yes. the yes. outstanding makers will then eventually get.
1: I thank you so much. And Tebo Mokobo on the line, we do apologize for that connection there to the Eastern Cape. Focusing on the Eastern Cape 9th ANC Provincial Conference, we joined on the line by Dr. T.K. Pue, a senior lecturer at Witt School of Governance. A very good morning to you, doctor, and welcome. Good yeah, morning, Mr. Now, we've seen long delays over the adoption of credentials at the conference, but what is your reaction to the developments in the ANC Eastern Cape Elective Conference thus far? Well, I think it's actually come to be expected. First, if you look at the history of the Eastern
2: Cape, as you said earlier about the festival chairs, and also what's actually happening about the broader ANC conferences, I think this is actually what's going to become expected. You have to remember this is one of the many conferences that are going to be coming up. And I think it's not a secret because the ANC in the last report actually put it after their last election that look as a political party they really are under a lot of pressure and they've not actually handled many of these things properly that you get situations like this where even credentials cannot be verified where certain Uh, regions take the party to uh, to court. This is something which is supposed to be internal of the party, and it just shows that the machinery really has broken down.
1: We talked about the 2017 Festival of Chairs, but the ANC conference now seems to be on a knife edge as Mabuyani and Madigizela factions do battle. Uh, So what can you say about the unity within the party in light of the events that played out in the build-up and during the conference?
2: Well, I think it's one which really doesn't prioritize the economic development of the Eastern Cape, because if you remember the last time,
1: these two individuals
2: are not really sparring over ideas or even ideology it's just simply it's an issue of who's going to become the next premier and what resources are going to be available for that and there's also the question of who's supporting who so i always try to say i don't want to really take an issue of proper factions it's just rather an issue of people fighting for resources and not putting not putting citizens at the heart of it because if we had to ask anyone what do both individuals actually stand for in the context of in Eastern Cape, which the economy is crumbling, it really has become more rural than ever, and there's actually been no development. So, it's for me just an issue of it's greed and not putting citizens ahead of anything. Mm-hmm.
1: If you look at Mabuyani and Madigizela, who do you think is the front runner in the leadership race, and would you think do you think the new leadership would bring any hope for change in service delivery to the people of that province?
2: Well, in this situation, the incumbent, uh, that team have the advantage. I think last time you won by a landslide of over, uh, over 70 votes or so. And he has been consolidating his his power base, but you can't rule out Mr. Madikizela. And there's also the question that which is looming that there might be a third alternative which was being mooted to, to try bring unity. As to whether this is going to help the Eastern Cape, look, I doubt, I'm i very doubtful because none of these individuals, like he said, listen. If you elect me, this is what I'm bringing. It's, it's people from the same party, and I think sometimes. we We always seem to glamorize these uh, different factions in the ANC. At the same time, if they were going to do anything different, they would have done it differently. So for me, unfortunately, it's always going to be the same case of poor individuals and citizens in the Eastern Cape are going to have to suffer the backwardness of this political party named the
1: ANC. You know, when we ask this question to our listeners, uh, there's a number of reactions that says that the ANC is falling apart. Do you get the sense that that is the case in in the run-up to the build-up to the December conference of the African National Congress? I think
0: the
2: ANC has been, I wouldn't say falling apart. Falling apart, when it comes to issues of uh, elections, the ANC always seems to bring it together, even if it's for a short time. I'd rather say the ANC has lost focus. Of what's really important which is citizens and they're going to be punished for that so it's just an issue of they've lost in fact they don't actually have a vision for where they're taking this country and in the interim when you have no vision literally anyone can come up and promise anything which are hard to do so for me it's just an issue the party's lost focus not putting the right people there and it's not so much that they're breaking apart as in it's what there's nothing really that holds them together